Hello and welcome to Thrivalism, Interactions Podcast on all things workplace and workplace culture. Today I'm joined by Dan Pritchard, head honcho of Astley Media and connector-in-chief of the Tech Southwest Network. And we're going to have a quick ramble through the metaverse together. So it's probably best to start with the basics. Dan, have I done you justice in that intro? Is that how you would introduce yourself or have I got it all wrong? I think that's how I'd introduce myself both in the universe and in the metaverse. Yeah, that's right. Perfect. Just applies across both. So let's just dive into the metaverse. What is it? What is it? Yeah, well... (laughs) I think it's um, yeah, that's a great question, and it's, and it's evolving all the time, and, and we're not there yet. But if you think about the, the platforms we use, the, the worlds we inhabit, and you know, particularly digital natives, the way it's second nature, you know, Minecraft, you know, everyone will, will, will know it and, and either be, have, have used it or because that is a world. Yeah, Fortnite that is a game, but it's also a, a world. And, and then you have things like Roblox, which are whole platforms where people go in there and build games, build spaces for people to to hang out. So. If you imagine layer upon layer of different uh, gaming companies, that's where it all started, uh, and others building these platforms, which then become, you know, it's, it's a space you step into. So Facebook, Twitter is 2D, you're there, it's text, it's video, it's image, but you're, you're staring through a screen. You know, you turn into a, that 3D space and suddenly you're in something which potentially is part of the metaverse. And of course, we're a, a long way away from it all being joined up, which is what Facebook want, you know, hence the change to meta. And they want us all to flock there. But, you know, already they're building bridges between these different worlds. So I suppose the metaverse is that state you get to when they're all kind of, kind of connected so that you can be you know, in these different platforms and it's seamless and it's and it's 3D and it's all there as one big mass, I suppose. That's a way of me trying to get my head around it. Sounds sort of beautiful and awful at the same time. In terms of time frame, because obviously, you know, it's nascent at the moment and people are still really struggling to create parts of it. How far away do you think that joined up ecosystem of platforms is? I think it's years and years. I, I think, you know, it's going to evolve over the, if you think about the, the internet, you know, the early versions of the internet were very different to what what came later. So if this is part of Web 3.0, you know, we're talking five to 10 years, probably more like the 10 before it feels like a, this is happening for real. But that doesn't mean there's not going to be versions and elements of it. You know, the big thing is, I think one of the big questions is, is this a move to centralization? You know, come and join us, you know, let's all be over here. Or is it decentralization? Because actually, no, people don't want that. And we want to create our own world. Do the gamers want to hang out alongside the work conference people, alongside the brands, all in one kind of multifaceted, multi-layered metaverse, you know, and I think there's big questions about that because as marketeers, we know audiences want different things. We can't all chuck them into one space, right? Yeah, and continuing that thought, the internet tends to move towards fragmentation by its own nature, doesn't it? You find people who share your same interests and opinions and you find platforms like Facebook that reward engaging with those and reward especially when they get a bit toxic and set all your dopamine triggers off. Absolutely. So do you see the the eventual nature of it heading towards more fragmentation or do you see it being a unifying platform that can bring the internet back together? I think I don't know. I think it's a real big question. And you know, why are young people flocking to TikTok and ignoring Facebook? Because it, it meets their needs. It's where their friends are. It's where their parents are not. It's where they can do their their stuff. You know, so in a metaverse, if you've got the worlds of entertainment, sport, you know, leisure, learning, commerce, gaming, how is that going to manifest itself in a sort of joined up way? That is absolutely huge. And I don't think any of us know the answer yet. But we, what we do know is that, you know, Google, Microsoft, uh, Facebook are going to spend millions and billions uh, uh, trying to kind of create 
you know, their version of it or, or be the platform or be part of the, the part of the metaverse kind of foundation and they have big budgets they have you know lots of reasons to hook people in in terms of the you know consumers but also brands so that you know i'm sure it's going to swell and grow and, and that whole centralizing piece is going to happen but at the same time you're going to have forces pushing against that you know and that's the bit that's going to play out and it's going to be really fascinating and fascinating for brands i think in terms of previous things to look at that share the same sort of shape and feel as the metaverse ar and vr and things like that have been bubbling away for ages as the next big thing immersive media and they've never really taken off because they probably don't particularly scratch a consumer urge or question they don't really answer a problem that people tend to face and when i think about the metaverse i think what problem is it solving and i don't really have an answer to that it feels like it's being foisted on us to some extent by those those companies you talk about who've got a vested interest in, in turning a profit out of it over the long term. So what consumer problem or what day-to-day problem do you think it will be good for? Well, I, I, I think that problem is solving, yeah, it's a really interesting point. And and because it is so diverse, it's so big, you know, the metaverse is, is potentially everything and anything, isn't it? You know, and it doesn't have to be constrained by the boundaries of how we exist in, in uh, real life, I suppose, uh, and, and in the 2D, 2D way where we do a lot of things. And one of the problems is a lot of the barriers, you know, you mentioned AR, VR, you know, the kind of, there are lots of reasons not to get, because it's clunky at the moment and you have to put in glasses or, you know, headsets and all these kind of things. Uh, hasn't worked and in terms of, but I, t- I think in terms of the problems it's going to solve is going to be a range of different things potentially but, and, and you think the, the digital kind of shove we've had the last couple of years because of, of covid you know we've all embraced you know digital communications in, in whole new ways you fast forward that uh, to where how people want to hang out and interact and, and live their lives you know learning you know i think it's easy to think about the, the brands and the marketing aspect but also that you know metaverse for learning you know if you're a history teacher walking down the streets of rome with 20 kids you know for real in the metaverse you know that is an interesting concept you know and there'll be companies thinking about that there'll be uh, entrepreneurs thinking about that and there'll be people with passions thinking about that kind of stuff you know and you take that across every sphere you know in terms of entertainment going to the live aid gig in 1985 and doing it for real in the metaverse standing on stage and being in the band for real in the metaverse you know that is interesting concepts and that is all doable and there becomes monetary value to some of these things in terms of the commercial side so i don't know about the problems it's solving but you look at the the the, the move the digital move we've gone you know through every decade every decade and it's about platforms and, yeah. and inter- interaction and creativity which is the exciting bit although it's very scary as well you know for people like me who've been around a long time that element about the <laughs> that element about the teaching is really interesting because that's not an aspect of it I've considered. But when I think back to my geography lessons at school, we're essentially watching a VHS video on some Welsh coal mine 12 times in a row to be able to have those immersive experiences instead yeah. will be really compelling. Yeah. I guess I've thought about yeah. it much more in terms of entertainment and gaming and things like that. So there's obviously a lot more to it than I've, I've sort of chipped away at, I think. I think, I think so, because I think every... Vertical needs to think about it, doesn't it? In terms of, um, I mean, the gaming and the entertainment will lead the way for sure. But education, training, and pornography. Let's not forget pornography. Uh, well, absolutely, yeah. And this is one of the, the dangers. And already, you know, uh, Facebook and others are, are facing challenge about some of the sort of these virtual worlds they've got, and, and allegations of stalking, grooming, all these kind of things. So it's going to be a wild west part of this as well, which is which is really well. Even in um, Roblox uh, that you yeah. mentioned earlier, there's 
Yeah. A lot of issues in Roblox, aren't there, with sort of non-safe material being put into that little universe and stuff. Yeah. And of course, brands, you know, the world we work in, those those brands are going to have to really think about their reputation, about, you know, where, when is the time to dive into this? You know, because they, they won't want to be associated with anything like that, of course. There's a couple of points in what you just said that I'd like to pick up and I'll go back to one of the first ones, which is about entertainment being driven through the pandemic by people needing those online experiences in lieu of real life ones. Now the pandemic is hopefully seizing a bit or ceasing up a bit. Do you think that people will be, part of me feels like the metaverse almost missed its chief wave that it could have ridden during the pandemic when people were hungry for experiences like that. And now as real face-to-face interaction is creeping back into life and real gigs and real concerts, maybe there'll be a swing the other way away from digital back into shared experiences in the real world yeah and I, I think i think in, in, for now there, there, there will be that desire to kind of connect uh, person to person for sure but that doesn't mean the metaverse isn't already you know isn't going to happen and you know it's, it's going to happen in some way or other it's just what kind of format it's going to take because yeah. these you know roblox was founded like 2004 or something which is ridiculous and it's like uh, 50, 50 million users every day now and that's just one little world really where people are doing their thing and that is, you know, Facebook and TikTok and Instagram, that's what they are. People, we're world builders. You know, humans are world builders. And, and we will keep doing that. And we will keep using the technology to push it and push it and push it. I think that's the inevitable bit. How it turns out, that's the unknown bit. And, you know, yeah. the pandemic, what, what we have done is got over some hurdles around how we communicate and how we engage digitally. That's that's for sure, you know, and, and so that there's no going back from that. And that plays in, I suppose, in the longer term. And who the, the second point from what he said was about, we sort of touched on it briefly, but policing. When you've got interconnected platforms, who polices it? Whose responsibility is it to make sure the Metaverse is a safe place for people? Like, I, I Obviously, that answer is a long way off from being actually known. But what, what are your thoughts on how that might work? Yeah, absolutely. And and the, the big tech platforms, if they, if they want to be part of this and be part of the, we are providing the metaverse for you, they have to be part of that. You know, regulators, and it's and it's across countries, and we already know regulation lags behind the reality of where tech is. So, you know, we do not want to see that again. It's 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 high risk for, for you know, it's not it's not right for the consumers, uh, for people using it, and it's not good for brands. And brands won't want to be part of that space if it, if it's you know if it becomes this um, you know a place where that can happen. So. Yeah, I mean, it's there's no easy solution to that, is it? But it will be on the minds of, and there'll be teams trying to sort of understand that, but but it'll be a forever game. It'll be a forever game because there'll be people who wanted to, to use these platforms for their own devices. And, and, you know, we can't stop people wanting to do that and, and, and you know, then verges onto the, the criminal gangs and, and crypto and, and all the other things that's going to be in the mix around this. So it's going to be another step on, isn't it, in terms of regulation and charters and, and the, the tangible things. Yeah, yeah. But it's, you know... It doesn't mean not doesn't mean it's going to stop it happening, but it means you know we've we've got to learn the lessons from the past and some some of these platforms and problems that we've had. We're obviously really interested in the impact on culture in the workplace and how metaverse might be used for businesses and stuff like that. We've seen a few hybrid. Gymshark did a hybrid meeting in the metaverse, which seems to gather a lot of traction on social. Um, I don't know if you saw the interview with Nick Clegg in the metaverse where he was trying to drink a coffee, but because the Oculus can't scan the coffee cup, that was invisible. So he was apologising for his weird <laughs> movement. All a bit chaotic, but really worth a look. Yeah, we'll yeah, pop a link yeah. in the show notes. But um, what, what do you see the impact on the Metaverse being in how we work and the ways we work and communicate 
in the workspace. Yeah, and I, I think that working and that collaborating piece is an area where it's going to charge ahead. Whether it's all going to sit in, in a space quite soon where gaming is going on and, and other things, I, I'm not so sure. But you know, we are on that path. You know, I've been to kind of virtual co- conferences now where I've walked around and, and, and virtually as an avatar and stepped into conversations and, and seen the branding and seen the interaction. And it's a, yeah, it's early days. It's a bit clunky. But it's happening. You know, we've got over that digital barrier around how we communicate. So I think that the work part of it is gonna is gonna forge forge ahead for sure. But if you you know, Tech Southwest, we run lots of events on Hopin. You know, that is we're trying to make it as immersive as possible, but it's still you know essentially a two D experience. So that you know, recent like the Tech Talent Summit that you're involved with and interaction we're involved with, you know, you imagine that in a three D world walking around from, from from session to session, going up to panelists afterwards, having a conversation, connecting, forming a little informal breakout. You know, you can do it 2D and you can do it 3D. 3D will only really take off when it's easier and better. You know, that's the ultimate test, isn't it? But we want to do these things. So it's sort of, it sort of sounds good, but then it also sounds <laughs> awful at the same time. Like yeah, doing that yeah. in a 3D world, I'm not sure if anyone really wants that. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, but that's what people said about the internet. That's what people said about um, yeah. games consoles. That's what people said about phones in your pocket bugging you all the time. And how many hours do you spend a day on your phone? You know, each of these new kind of steps forward with all the good and all the bad that that brings, they still have happened. And yeah, yeah part of me thinks, oh my God, you know, I just want to be outside, you know. It's like a Henry Ford quote, isn't it? When he's talking about selling cars and he's like, if I asked people what they wanted, they'd have asked for a faster horse. And somebody has to come along and give them something that's entirely new before people realise that they want it. So maybe I'm just looking at faster horses. I don't know. You know, and if you've got, I mean, I've got kids, I've got a 17 year old who's doing game development, you know, course, and he grew up with Minecraft, you know, and he, and he also grew up with Lego at the same time. So, so he's doing both. He, you know, so he's immersed in these uh, virtual worlds, but he's, but it also aligned with what he did outside those virtual worlds. And that's one of the big things in it, that balance between the two because you know addiction is going to be part of it you know all these kind of things are going to be in the mix yeah. and, and heightened concerns but it's also going to be an amazing place to be creative and, and collaborate and, and do really interesting things you know and brands who that embrace that and think about that and aren't constrained by the platforms we've had before thinking how you know you just don't want to, you don't necessarily want to recreate what you've got already it, it could be something very different that we, we probably don't even know what that might be yet and I think about it, obviously, I think about it in terms of office design and what that might look like in the metaverse. And mm. suddenly you've got spaces that could be a level of a computer game where you have your team or, you know, the the opportunities for creativity in that space are huge, aren't they? And they don't have to be defined by how we've done things before. And I think the other thing that I'm interested in is you mentioned your avatar in the 3D space earlier. But the idea of representation and that taking another step in how people can represent themselves to feel more aligned with their virtual representation, how they feel inside. So if you're non-binary or, you know, you, you can build an avatar that reflects exactly how you feel about yourself rather than how you look. I think that's a really interesting space. But then also, if that's in a in a workplace scenario, will you have to have rules on what your avatar can look like and dress like? You're going to have the, a metaverse dress code. Um all, all these things rush down the pipe quite quickly, don't they, in terms of the details? Yeah, yeah. And often we plunge in and then you then you think, oh, actually, you know, uh, that's, that's human, the human sort of uh, instinct uh, sometimes. But yeah, you're right. And if you think about it as, as workplace culture, you know, there's your organisation. There's the organisations you want to work with. You know, do you want to create a world where your clients can be? Do you want to create a world with, you know, a, a thousand other companies that you'd really get on with? It's sort of is an individual level. There's an organisational level. There's a brand level. There's interests level. 
And you know, we're we're in a world of bricks and mortar and, and location and, and nipping out for, to coffee bars and all those kind of things. Does it have to be the same in the metaverse, or does it, or is it radically different in terms of you know how we connect and how we appear and, and how we kind of move around it and interact with it? Uh, you know, that is is all open, isn't it, and up for debate. You know, and maybe we need comfort and the first for early versions. Sorry. Yeah, and I think what's going to be really interesting about that is it won't be old farts like me and you creating it'll be people like your son with the background in programming and minecraft and building and the the things they create there with that entirely new mindset might be radically different from anything we know and it might be really exciting but i'll i'll probably be too old to actually understand it but we'll be <laughs> in our metaverse retirement home with with an ocean lapping forever at our feet and yeah forever and ever <laughs> and someone forgets to turn us off even when we've long gone it's like who are those people still sitting there is... with their virtual drinks looking out the virtual sunset i <laughs> know <laughs> oh, i'll have a real drink and a virtual sunset that'll be fine Although the Oculus wouldn't pick it up, would it? Well, um, I also get the sense you're quite optimistic about what, what it holds in the long term. What are you most optimistic about and what are you most wary about in, in the sort of bigger picture? I think most optimistic about if you look at some of the platforms that work, have worked in the past, you know, they're the ones that have, have you know, we've created a technology which is easy to access and then we've let the creativity run wild. Yeah, so then regulation and other things. You know, look at YouTube. You know, YouTube is a very standard platform, really. You know, but you, out of that, careers have been made. Incredible careers that we could not have predicted 10, 15 years ago around people commenting, commentating, you know, what, you know, watching games and then commentating on it and have built careers out of that, you know, playing music and becoming DJs in, in, at real gigs, if you see what I mean. So, you know, the, the platforms that allow the creativity, you know, the human urge to be creative rather than defining it too much and being too narrow are the ones that are going to win. And that's really exciting for, for me who loves creativity in, in, in work and, you know, and, and sort of leisure and play and all the other things. That's the really exciting bit. So that's the bit I'm optimistic about in terms of the, the platforms or the versions of the metaverse where you can be, you know, you look at what goes on in Minecraft and some of the other platforms. It's fantastic. It's amazing. And the original people who built pulled that together never could have predicted some of the ways it gets used. That's the exciting bit for me. And of course, from that comes brand opportunities, etc. The scary bit is, you know, is it going to be too centralized and too controlled and too rigid? And therefore, you know, it stifles all that and stifles the real opportunity and, and the, the dangers and risks around, you know, parental control, all those kind of things as well, criminality and, and all those things which are going to go on in, in, in the metaverse just so they go on in real life and how we can can manage that. You know, I've no doubt that it, that's the direction we're had, having. We've already created these virtual worlds. We have done for decades, really. And it's just how it all comes together. And that sort of push and pull between centralization and control, the big tech giants versus freedom and, and the things that spring up. You know, who knew TikTok was going to be the video platform now that, that all the other platforms are learning from? You know, that was not on our radar four years ago. No yeah. way. So, yeah. A mix of optimism and pessimism, <laughs> but mostly optimistic, Toby. That sounds fairly, sounds fairly balanced. Um, you're very obviously connected into the Southwest Technology Network. Um, are there any people doing interesting work in this space? Anyone who's starting to dabble in the metaverse and put things together that you've come across? Not really. You know, but what we have got is the companies, I suppose, that are doing things, you know, leading in these in, in some of these different specialties. So we've got companies like Codices down at, you know, that sprung out of Falmouth Launchpad. It is sort of all over Twitch and, and uh, gaming and creating these te technologies. And they will be thinking about the, the next iteration, next iteration, and, and w when do these things start to play out as their clients, you know, increase their interest in, in these areas. You know, there's companies doing all sorts of things in, in AI that will be, you know, like intelligent AI in, in Exeter, for example, that will be starting to, you know, 
they're, they're super brainy people starting to think about this version of it, you know, because there's companies that create these amazing kind of interactive dashboards that are trying to take loads and loads of, you know, reams of, of information and turn it into something that's manageable and understandable by human beings. You know, there's, there's sort of there's 3D and metaverse versions of that. But I think I think it's too early in a way. And there's probably people will then say, no, no, we're doing this, we're doing that. But, you know, and there's people sort of playing. But I think it's it's too early to, to see how that is going to play out in a, in a regional level, you know, to be honest, you know, because it's so... People just playing in the component parts of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which I think, think, which I yeah. think is great, you know, and that's what we need, that, that experiment and play. So I began this conversation quite cynical and pessimistic about it. I feel somewhat more optimistic now and quite looking forward to seeing where it is in 10 years, I guess, and certainly exploring some of the opportunities in it. I guess, what, like, the, the thing I wanted to wrap up on, really... I don't know, there's a couple of questions. <laughs> a, what would your perfect avatar look like? How are you going to represent yourself when you get into the metaverse? Because I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be The Rock. The Rock? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, why is that? Well, he's just he's beautiful, isn't he? What, um, <laughs> what are you going to go for? <laughs> I think I'd just be me, but with better teeth. <laughs> yeah, keep it simple, okay. so don't confuse people, That's you know? A very, very achievable goal. Yeah, and maybe with, hang on, maybe with a Fender Telecaster on my back as well, just strapped on my back in case, you know, so they get, the oh, right. I quite like my indie guitar music, you know. And then I'll have a few, a few other things that I can pull out, you know, f- a football, good book, and a, and a guitar, yeah. <laughs> nice. You're way more versed in the subject than I am. What what is a question that I should have asked, or what is a question that we should be discussing that I've just forgotten to include? Ooh, uh, the, the question you haven't asked. Well, I, I think in terms of for brands and marketing, it's you know what does it mean for brands, and we don't know yet. And there'll be this period where brands are sort of well, we, the big brands will be we need to be in there. Uh, you know, you always see McDonald's and others sort of registering kind of trademarks and rights to be in the metaverse and, and doing our thing, selling our thing. So I think the big question is, you know, is this for everyone? Or is this, is this is this just for the big players? And and you know the answer to that is you know there's a question mark and a caveat. Of course, is it, you'd be foolish not to explore it. But you know timing is everything, right? You know, in, in early adopters, there's there's gains and, and risks around that. So it's it's not for everyone at this stage. But if that's how we as consumers, as people, you know, you know want to interact and engage and be part of our lives, just as social platforms are now, then the rush will happen, won't it? You know, and do you want to be at the forefront of that or at the back, the, the laggard, trying to catch up with your competitors? So, you know, it's going to be different for different sectors, you know, entertainment, gaming, right at the, the forefront of that. But I think every sector, you know, there's, there's a potential that's going to be in, in that world. Amazing. Cool. That's loads to think about. Thanks, Dan. So I think we'll wrap up there. Thank you for coming on, spending time. It's been really interesting. We've been recording this in the middle of the storm, but being fairly uninterrupted by big bricks coming through our windows and stuff like that so that's a the thing for me was uh, when the box of the recording podcast kits turned up and i thought wow the metaverse has arrived in a black box just like it crowd they had the internet and then i had the metaverse that arrived <laughs> complete with a code to break into it which i couldn't find for about 20 minutes thought the metaverse is in there somewhere and uh yeah it's quite life nice. imitating art imitating life beautiful Absolutely. Dan, thank you very much for coming on cheers, uh, speak to you soon Brilliant. cheers bye. all the best 